the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDIZ Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. President Trump says there was no choice but to leave his latest meeting with North Korea's Kim Jong-un without a nuclear deal. White House correspondent Greg Clugston says the president cut the summit in Vietnam short. At a post-summit news conference in Vietnam, the president said he and Kim got along well, but that the timing wasn't right to sign an agreement with North Korea. I think our relationship is very strong, but at this time we had some options and at this time we decided not to do any of the options. The White House had planned for the two leaders to sign a joint statement, but the president said, sometimes you have to walk. The president's former personal attorney will be back on Capitol Hill today following yesterday's high-profile public testimony. Michael Cohen due to testify today behind closed doors. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 23 points. The S&P is down two points. This is SRN News. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't find. At Wellness Radio 1570, we've simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Wellness 1570 Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. To sign up, visit TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. I'm Lee Michaels here on Wellness 1570. The uh, mobile app for Wellness Radio is a great, easy to use. You just download it on your smartphone or tablet. You can also listen to us on TuneIn or iHeartRadio. You'll always get crystal clear digital reception. Your favorite shows like Like It Matters Radio with Mr. Black, which is coming your way next. From the Eagle Wellness Studios for today, partly cloudy and low 20s for a high. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be that the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a a neurologist is to evaluate and determine as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. There are some conditions which uh, are amenable to physical therapy that we provide through my office. Some may require surgery, and we make those uh, referrals as well. But the point is, when we make those referrals, we make those referrals to people in whom I have great confidence. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through northstarpaincare.com. Again, northstarpaincare.com. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. I am proud to be associated with Mike Murphy with EXP Realty. Now, it's a name that's familiar to some of you, but it's not our Mike Murphy. It's our new Mike Murphy. Mike, it is great to have you here. Thanks, Lee. We are excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. Now, tell me, what makes EXP Realty different? EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. 
lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many real estate agents. We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you will speak to me or my wife, Sharon, not an inexperienced team member. So if they want to speak to you or your wife, Sharon, how do they get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. It's that simple. If you're thinking about selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. It's a great day to be alive. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And boy, today are we on for a wild ride. You know, uh, I start class tonight. I think it's Team 197 uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, we'll start tonight with 18 students, four staff, so 22 people in that room. Uh, and boy, there will be some intense battles. There will be a lot of ups and downs. We'll experience uh, more in two days of life, the ups and downs of life. Uh, the most you out there listening uh, will experience in a couple years. And so uh, whenever I go into class, one of the things about me doing our leadership training, and by the way, if you're interested in reading about it or finding out about it, go to likeitmatters.net. Likeitmatters.net, you can read about it. But the interesting thing about my training, because it's done experientially. You know, people learn best by what they see, they hear, and they do. They don't, they're not sitting on their butt being lectured to by some prima donna know-it-all. Matter of fact, as I tell people, I don't have any little G gods or gurus in my training. Uh, people learn best what they see, hear, and do. They're moving. Uh, they learn by doing. And so, but uh, the cool thing about my training, at least maybe it's not so cool for me all the time, is that in order to properly do my training, I must go through it as I'm taking other people through it. So there comes a level of understanding. Even though I have uh, a job to do, uh, which at times is going to seem almost uh, offensive to some people, almost like I'm attacking them, although I'm not. Uh, even though that goes on, the end result, uh, I, I'm going to have to understand some of their struggles and what they're going through in order for me to help another person. And so there's a lot of reasons why I set up what I just said the last couple of minutes, but I'm going to go pretty deep today, not that uh, I don't go deep all the time. But today's show is going to be an interesting title. You know, you've heard the saying, you know, women can't live with them, can't live without them. Or women say, men can't live with them, can't live without them. You know what that means? That, boy, this thing that is part of our life that we need, it's an important part, and yet it also can be one of the big negatives as well. I mean, that's just basically what it's saying. And so today's title of the show is called Prejudice. Yeah, that's what I said. Prejudice. Can't live with it, can't live without it. See, ladies and gentlemen, I look around the world, and we're not political. This is not a political show. However, you got to realize what the concept of culture is. Culture is your environment. Environment, not the green environment, not the trees and the grass, not that type of environment. The environment, that's what culture is. The environment in your office, the environment in your home, the environment in your church, the environment uh, as you're alone with your kids. The environment is a series of repeated norms, acceptable behaviors, if you will, rules uh, of what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's uh, rewarded, what's not rewarded, what's good and what's bad, what's right and what's wrong, what's uh, resourceful and what's not resourceful. And so we got to understand ourselves. And today really comes down to understanding because that really, the antidote for prejudice, the part that you can't live with, is understanding. And so today we're going to go and I'll cover a lot of things from, we're going to delve into Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. We're going to talk about rapport through uh, neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Viktor Frankl. Uh, and a few things brought this on. You know, uh, February 24th, I got an article uh, in Fox News that says John Wayne Airport should be renamed, some say. 
after Screen Legends' 1971 Playboy interview sparks controversy. Uh, the fires may have been fired in a war against the Duke, it says. A debate is now underway over whether a Southern California airport should, airport should bear the name of screen legend John Wayne, who died nearly 40 years ago at the age of 72. The discussion stems from the recent social media uproar that followed the resurfacing of a 1971 Playboy interview in which John Wayne made remarks that critics described as racist and homophobic. Mm. Wow, that's incredible. The guy's been dead for 40 years. Uh, he's the standard. And then I started thinking, you know, with this whole anti-male thing going on right now, especially anti-white male, oh, my gosh, uh, with a whole toxic masculinity where the only drug that's illegal on a college campus uh, is testosterone. And so I started thinking about that, like, wow, now we're going back that far. I mean, we went back to George Washington, and George Washington, the founder of this country, who was a great man, a flawed man, a man who owned slaves because it was legal back then. A wealthy man who gave his entire fortune uh, to to create a country uh, where we all live in today. I mean, he was ripped apart where they're talking about changing the name of the university. So I guess going after John Wayne. But this is the bigger thing here. This is where we're getting so wrapped up into all this prejudice and what could be prejudice, what could be racist, what could be this and that. And the problem is it's making people confused. It's making people confused. And, man, I would hate to be a young person today. And leaders, we got to remove the confusion. Uh, today's newspaper, Telegraph, depression and self-harm on the rise among millennials. It's rising. I mean, in the 90s, the millennials in the 90s, young people 14 and under, uh, today, just 20 years later, uh, the rate of self-harm and suicide is, is going through the roof. I think they said it was 15% increase just from 20 years ago. I mean, it wasn't a big deal back then, even though we thought it was a big deal. Today, it's a real big deal. And so I want to understand that every single person, this is where I'm going with this, every single person, all of us, bring biases. We all bring biases to the equation. We all bring, we all have belief systems that were created in our past, right? Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief. And yet, most people don't know what they believe. And they're so worried about getting along, they're willing to adopt other people's beliefs. They're willing to have the media tell them what to believe or willing to have society tell them what to believe or Kim Kardashian tell them what to believe or whoever else you keep up with. And so we got to understand that Stephen Covey had a great book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think it sold over 25 million copies. And one of those habits was to seek first to understand and then be understood. And we're going to go in depth in that day and find why. Why is that such a key habit? We're also going to go into the keys of neuro-linguistic programming, building rapport, matching and modeling, pacing and leading, about understanding another person's experience. You can't do it from your own eyes. You must step into someone else's experience. And so in that, we're going to cover the three perceptual positions and how important it is to take a look at situations, not just from your own ego, not just from your own default, your eyes, but actually have the ability to step uh, into someone else's shoes, to walk a mile in, a, in another brother or sister's moccasins. You know, there's a saying out there, as Pete says, uh, people don't, know how much, uh, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And boy, if that saying wasn't more appropriate today than any other time. And I want you to know that based on the science of what's called a rapport, matching and modeling, pacing and leading, a communication psychology, I'm going to actually explain to you why it works. And the reason why it works and is one of the greatest gifts to any salesperson, anybody working to move through conflict, is the same reason why prejudice is here. And it will always be here because it's part of the human experience. And once you understand that we have that, we possess that, then we can deal with it. See, awareness is always the beginning. Awareness is always the beginning. If you don't know you're sick, why would you see a doctor? If you don't know your marriage is broken, why would you work on it? If you don't know that bad things are happening to your kids because you're too busy at work to pick them up after practice or something, then why would you need to take a look at your lifestyle choices? And so one thing I believe in this training, uh, in this radio show, is truth therapy. You know, the truth will set you free. Jesus said that. But Charles Garfield said, first, it's going to make you miserable. 
And my good book tells me that uh, there might be misery in the day, but, but uh, joy comes in the morning. <laughs> joy comes in the morning. And you know, once we face it, the truth and we accept for what it is, then we can do something about it. But we got to realize that denial is not only a river in Egypt, it's everywhere. And a lot of people floating down this river called denial. And today, let's fix that with some truth. That way we can do something different. We don't want to just complain about something. We want to expose it and then do something different. We want to be the change that we want to see in this world. And so you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry-related, and I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows, and I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, I'm Alyssa with Wellness Radio 1570, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school. This is a program we have had for over eight years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. We are in the thick of open house season right now, so the timing couldn't be better. If you find a school you would like your child to attend, call me at 651-289-4406 to see if that school is one of our partner schools. It's that simple. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, Here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work, one-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And today, boy, we are tiptoeing, aren't we? Well, I don't know. Trevor might not think I'm tiptoeing, but, but we're uh, tiptoeing on some uh, some light subject, right? We're talking about prejudice. Ouch, did he say that? Show did. Show did. Prejudice. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. And so stunned that so many people want to point the finger at everybody else being prejudiced, being racist. You got to get this. Racist is just, just look up the word. I'm, a, I'm an etymologist, not an entomologist. I don't study or eat bugs, okay? I study and eat words. Etymology. Etymology. Racism is using race as a determining factor for anything. If I like you or don't like you because of your race, I'm a racist. If I hire you or fire you or don't hire you because of your race, I'm a racist. If I want to be your friend or not want to be your friend based on your race, uh, I am a racist. We got to get, we all have prejudices. 
Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And a majority of our map of reality, I'm, I'm just quoting you stats in science. Some people don't like science. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just quoting you science. Dr. Adler, a world-renowned psychologist, tells us that by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their belief system, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Just like all those little kids that they took over to Diane Feinstein's office to tell her to sign on to the new Green Deal. And people lambasted her because she said, I know what I'm doing. These little kids are being told what to say, that people are being destroyed and people are they're being programmed. And like, oh my gosh, that's why the old saying says the philosophy of our schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of our government in the next. Because you know what we believe, what we hear over and over and over and over if I keep telling you I'm, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a racist, at some point in the back of your mind you start believing it. Or if I keep saying I'm not a racist, I'm not a racist, I'm not a racist, I'm not a racist, guess what you see? What you focus on, you tend to see more of. It's a byproduct of the reticular activating system. Google it. It's your RAS. It's part of your unconscious brain. What you set it to is what you see more often. If you park it on the victim channel, it's like a remote control for your TV. If you're watching ESPN, you're not expecting to watch SpongeBob. If you're watching Telemundo, you're not expecting to see Fox News. What you set your RAS to, you will see more of. That's how you're made. And so not only with all the, the, the fake hate crimes going on, not only with the, the thing about John Wayne and removing him from everything and George Washington, it was this article I got from Fast Company. Fast Company is a business magazine. They don't do politics. They're talking about business, about life, about relationships. And here's the topic. How to become a less biased version of yourself. It's by Thomas uh, Chamorro Pramuzic. Sorry about that, Thomas. I butchered your name. I know I did. It says the, uh, the subheadline is completely eradicating bias and prejudice is impossible. But you can actually change certain behaviors to be more open and more empathetic. If you're interested in this is the article. If you're being if you're interested in being less biased and particularly less prejudiced, I have good news and bad news. Let's start with the bad. Human beings are naturally biased. The only way we can make sense of the world is to, to simplify it by putting things and people into mental categories, buckets, and actually it's called chunks. Just to let you know. Dr. William Marston, who's considered a father of adult learning, goes into these chunks. Gregory Bateson, in, um, uh, I forgot what's uh, the title of the book, uh, goes into these as well. And all of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, really comes under this. We are naturally biased. And we put people into categories, buckets, that are either good or bad, interesting or boring. And there are many of these. Many of these. An unbiased human would simply be unable to function. See, that's why we're unconscious creatures. We have something called the basal ganglia in our unconscious mind, our unconscious brain. Its sole purpose is to get you on habits as quick as possible. Why? So that your conscious brain can focus on those things that are really important, your daily decisions. And then it puts everything else at the unconscious level in chunks, in categories, so you don't have to deal with it. This is how your brain works. Remember the United Negro College Fund? The mind. What a terrible thing to waste. So you got to realize, imagine not taking a flight because you cannot trust the pilot. Or not assuming that the person pointing a gun at you may have unfriendly plans for you. We have prejudices all the time. On a related note, scientific research concludes that there are no convincing methods for eradicating prejudice entirely and that the substantial amounts of cash spent on combating biases are probably wasted. Did you hear that? Especially when we're pretending it's only a one-way bias, that only people of a certain skin color or non-skin color can be biased. Every single human being, remember, no matter how different we are, I could take the shortest, lightest, whitest person in the world and put them like the tallest, uh, most physical, blackest person in the world, and you know how much, how similar their DNA is? 99.9%. You know what else is similar about them? They both are living, breathing human beings. They, they both want to love and be loved. Most likely, both have had trauma and drama. If they have family, they want to provide for their family. They want to know they're special. They want to know they matter. 
far more similarities than were our differences, but we just got to change our focus. Now, the good news is that while limiting bias and prejudice is impossible, there are degrees of bias and prejudice, partly as a product of experience. So it's safe to assume that if you're reading this, you're likely better at keeping a lid on your biases than most people. This is because you're both aware. Remember, it starts with awareness. You got to be aware that we're all biased. We all have prejudice. I mean, I'm going to improve that too because in the science of neuro-linguistic programming, there's something called rapport. It's communication psychology. And the whole reason it works is because people like people like themselves. The whole reason you can establish rapport and increase your sales and better your relationships is because people like people like themselves, which is the same basis for prejudice. So you can't get rid of it, but you can become aware of it and you can cleanse your heart. You can test your heart. You can examine your heart. Because the Bible says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so racism, bias, prejudice, all that is in the heart where it gets stewed up. Bitterness and strife and anger. And then we keep being told by media that if you're black, white people hate you. That if uh, uh, you're not a person who voted for the person in the office, then that person is going to destroy you and hates everybody that looks like you and is going to do this and is going to do that and is going to do this. At some point, we've got to get our thinking in our own control and quit being told what to think. So what can we learn from the available research to apply to ourselves if our goal is to become a less biased version of ourselves? He gives four key recommendations. And the first and most important one is embrace cognitive diversity. Embrace cognitive diversity. In other words, be honest. Take a look at other points of view, not to trash them, not to destroy them. And we're going to go in that. After the break, we're going to go into some logotherapy. See how we make meaning. But what embrace cognitive diversity doesn't mean, it doesn't mean this. Here's an article I just found from yesterday's paper. UCLA students support concentration camps for Trump supporters. So now, anybody that supported that guy in the White House, whether you did or not, whether I did or not, now they deserve to be thrown into concentration camps. This is how bad it's getting. Where we can punch someone that's wearing a MAGA hat, that's okay. You got to get this. So, what happened was somebody went in to uh, UCLA, her name was Caitlin Bennett, went undercover at UCLA as Jenna Talaya to ask students to sign a petition to throw conservatives into involuntary re-education camps. Not only were the students she approached ecstatic to sign it, but one member of UCLA student government encouraged her to change the language to diversity and sensitivity training to hide their real intentions so the administration would approve it. Wow. So what does cognitive diversity mean? It means learning to tolerate and perhaps even like people who think, act, and feel differently than you do. It may be as impossible as watching a TV program that you hate or listening to a podcast that you vehemently disagree with, like this one. (laughs) The better path would be to actually make an effort to interact with people who question or dislike your values, at least to understand how they think. And one of the most consistent findings of social psychology is that simply being exposed to people who are different, that includes socio-demographic and ethnic diversities, tends to make us a bit more open-minded and tolerant. Particularly, we find some common ground or overlap between their views and ours. One thing I do every year is I go uh, and I study, I spend a week, I, I study the Quran. And I, I'm with a group that believes that, that we want to understand Muslims and help Muslims understand Jesus. Because the Quran has uh, 94 verses, uh, ayats, I think they're called, ayats, uh, that are about Isa al-Masir, Jesus. And so there's a common ground there. There's a bridge. And that bridge is Isa al-Masir, Jesus the Messiah. I mean, the Quran actually tells people, if they're confused about the signs, to seek people of the Bible, seek people of the book. It's interesting. Just like most Muslims don't read their Quran, most Christians don't read their Bible. So you got to understand, you got to sometimes step into someone else's map of reality. In rapport, I mean, in NLP, we call it rapport, and we're going to talk about that after the break. We got to have rapport with people to connect, to match a model, to pay some lead. We got to get out of our map of reality and step into someone else's. It doesn't mean you need to agree with it. It doesn't mean you even like it. But it's understanding. Because I truly believe what's lacking today is understanding. 
If I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? If you believe that your wife has only good intentions for you or your husband and they do something and you lash and get in a fight, you've got to remind yourself, step outside your map of reality, step in theirs that they only want the best for you. If your boss keeps pushing and challenging you, you can go home and complain and say that he doesn't like me or she doesn't like me. Or you can realize, wow, step in there. Hey, they got a lot of responsibility and they want the best for me. They believe in me and they want me to succeed. Now, I might do it differently, but hey, he's the boss. You see how you can reframe your thoughts? The battle is in the mind. And today we're talking about prejudice. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Chicago, March 14th through the 16th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. What is truth? That's what Pontius Pilate wanted to know. Well, the truth was standing right in front of him. What would he do with the power and opportunity he'd been given? In this slower and colder season, we tend to have a little more time to reflect. What power and opportunity have we been given? Would the Lord call us a viper or a faithful servant? I pray that we are not distracted from examining ourselves to see where our affections lie and the power and opportunity we've been given through him. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's word to examine our hearts and our motives. We try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. I'm really excited to be fielding your calls today and talking to you about the needs you might have on your roof or gutters. Contact us by phone at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts, different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, March 28th through the 30th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, or application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today we're talking about prejudice. Can't live with it, can't live without it. And if you just tuned in and get a little huffy puffy just by hearing that title, you might want to listen to the whole show. You might want to go to likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this and many other archive messages and podcast form. Also, as you know, we're, uh, we emanate from the beautiful Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, we are honored to be a part of the groundbreaking brand new format, Wellness Radio. Uh, it's an entire format dedicated to you, the listener. Uh, financial wellness, spiritual wellness, pharmacological wellness, nutritional wellness. Uh, and of course with me, it's uh, heart, body, and soul wellness. 
And so uh, if you're uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, you can listen on your AM dial, AM 1570, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and replayed 5 to 6 p.m. And because of our affiliation with them, you can listen on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, all those other devices. And all you got to do is query Wellness Radio 1570, Wellness Radio 1570, and there you'll find us twice a day, 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and 5 to 6 p.m. replay Central Standard Time. And shout out to St. Louis. We're also in the beautiful city of St. Louis. Love to be part of the Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM family. The St. Louis Gospel Experience every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. And we are working to get in the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth. We want to get on uh, Salem here on 100.7. Uh, it's going to cost us about hundred grand, but... Uh, Boy, I know there's some people out there with money, people that want to change this world, people that believe in helping people out there doing good things. I would love to hear from you. We need some support. We need sponsors. We need advertisers. We need to change this world one heart, body, and soul at a time. Change this world one thought process at a time. And that's what I do at likeitmatters.net and likeitmattersradio.com. And today we're talking about prejudice. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. And so, what does all that mean? We are naturally prejudiced people. You know, I got two stories here about um, what happens when someone screws up. On the big island of Hawaii uh, rest the ancient ruins of Puhawana. I'm not saying that right. I'm so sorry. I don't speak a good Hawaiian. (laughs) A vast enclosure uh, whose stone walls were 20 feet thick at the base and 15 to 20 feet high, an oblong square, 1,040 feet one way, and a fraction under 700 the other way, wrote Mark Twain in his July 1866 letters from Hawaii. When a native Hawaiian broke a kapu, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, a kapu, a sacred Hawaiian law, the offender was automatically sentenced to death unless he or she could flee to the city of refuge where the big kahuna, or high priest, lived. Once inside the walls, he or she was safe and protected from judgment. Later, the big kahuna would perform a rite of purification, declare forgiveness and innocence, and set the person free to begin a new life. Now, the opposite of that is in the book Lords of the Earth by Don Richardson. He tells of a tribe in uh, Irian Jaya, I think it's called, Irian Jaya, that had sacred areas set out in the jungle which no one could trespass. The penalty was death. One day, a little girl innocently stepped into an unmarked area. There was no place of refuge to where she could flee. The law was clear. She must die. It fell, it fell to her uncles to dispense judgment because the father couldn't bring himself to do it. They took her in his arms, carried her through the jungle, all the while she talked to them, asking where are they going. They told her they were going to get something to eat. They had her go close to the edge of the cliffs so she could see the river. She clung to his leg and said she'd be afraid if he wasn't with her. He was torn but knew what the law demanded. And just pushed her in. Now, both violated laws. But one, the big island of Hawaii, had some refuge. The other had no forgiveness, no mercy. Even the Bible, the book of knowledge, whether you believe in the Bible or not, a lot of people study, even though they don't believe in God. They study it like they'd study the book of, um, you know, Aesop's fables or study uh, Aristotle or Socrates. But there is. The Bible talks about city of refuge. It was established in Deuteronomy by Moses. And it really had to do with the act of the heart. You know, volition or will is the cognitive process by which an individual decides on and commits a particular course of action. It's defined as purposive striving and is one of the primary human psychological functions. Volitional processes can be applied consciously or they can be automatized as habits over time. And that's how you're made. The Bible has a city of ref, cities of refuge. Uh, Deuteronomy, I think it's 19, where Moses said, you know, in case somebody accidentally hurts somebody, because in the old days, it was an eye for an eye, just like it is today in America, an eye for an eye, right? And so if you hurt someone in my family, I'd hunt you down for generations to kill you. That was what we did back then, because we had to make it right. There was like Hammurabi's code. You, you honored your family. And so because God knew all this, what happened is he told, gave a new way to deal with this because he knew his children would still be prone to old ways. A dog returns to his vomit, and a sow, after cleaning herself, returns to the mire. That's why. And so they created cities of refuge. There were six of them. But it was all about volition. 
You didn't get away scot-free for something wrong. It was you escaped there if you did something by accident. Back in the olden days, they didn't have many tools. And if you got an axe head, you were blessed. And so they'd put an axe head on a stick and they'd swing it around. And sometimes that axe head would fly off. If that axe head flew off and someone's with you and it hit them and killed them, their family's going to come after you, hunt you down and kill you. So you would have to run to a city of refuge. And you would stay there. And you'd still be under trial. You could still state your case. But you were safe. You were protected until it was all adjudicated. Now today we have these things called sanctuary cities. That cracks me up. That's not what the Bible says they are. And for some of you that do believe in God out there, the God of the Bible, you need to quit letting the world tell you what the Word of God says. You might want to know it yourself. Walls are not immoral, by the way. Heaven, you might want to look up Revelation 21. Heaven is, has a wall around it. You might want to read the book of Jeremiah and the different gates, uh, the walls that Jeremiah was rebuilding. It just cracks me up. You need to know the Word of God if you're a Christian. If not, don't. But if you are, you need to. If you're Muslim, you should know what your Quran says. If you're a Jew, you should know what the Torah says. If you believe in values, you should know what those values mean, right? you got to remind yourself. And so you got to realize that, you know, we are all prejudiced. And here's the solution. The solution is understanding. The solution is seek first to understand before want other people to understand you. Matter of fact, it brings me to one of the great books that I enjoy, a self-help book, called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a great book. Matter of fact, I was studying this, and it said it was first published in 1989. It's a business and self-help book, of course, written by Stephen Covey. Incredible. Covey's best-known book sold more than 25 million copies worldwide. And the audio version became the first nonfiction audio book in U.S. publishing history to sell more than one million copies. So what are those seven habits? If you don't know, let me just tell you what they are real quick. Sharpen the saw. In other words, continual improvement. Be proactive. Again, you're, you're doing things, not doing things reactively. You're doing things proactively. Begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. In other words, the most important things should be the most important things. Think win-win. It doesn't need to be win-lose. Why can't you have as much as you want and allow other people to get as much as they want? Synergize, I mean working together, flow. And then the last one is seek first to understand and then be understood. As a matter of fact, Covey himself said, quote, If I were to summarize in one sentence the single most important principle of the seven habits of highly effective people I have learned in the field of interpersonal relations, it would be this, seek first to understand, then then, then be understood. Isn't that powerful? You don't do it off the get-go. You seek first to understand and then be understood. And another one of his quotes said, people don't listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. If you watch any cable news network, I'm sure a a lot of people out there watch CNN and MSNBC, which they tell you to turn off. It's destroying your mind. You will see this. People aren't convincing each other. At all. They're just spouting their thing. There's an echo chamber. If you go to those a couple of those networks, there's just echo chamber. They say the same thing over and over. See, communication is the most important skill in life. You spend years learning how to read and write and years learning how to speak. But what about listening? If you're like most people, you probably seek first to be understood. You want to get your point across. And in doing so, you may ignore the other person completely. Pretend that you are listening. Selectively hear only certain parts of the conversation or attentively focus on only the words being said but miss the meaning entirely. So why does this happen? Because most people listen with the intent to reply, not to understand. You listen to yourself as you prepare in your mind what you're going to say, the questions you're going to ask, how you're going to rebut, how you're going to filter, how you're going to respond back, how you're going to look so cool, Right? You check what you hear against your autobiography and see how it measures up. And consequently, you decide prematurely what the other person means before he or she is finished communicating. Sound familiar at all? See, most people seek first to be understood, and then if they get around to it, they'll seek to understand you. That's why you get all these hate crimes. Think about it. Jesse Small, if you think about it, the world was not aware of his injustice. He felt victimized, whether real or perceived. So we create a situation that brings light to uh, uh, the, the, the struggle. I use the word perceived or real, and I don't mean that insulting, and that's not diminishing anything on what has happened to people of all colors, of all races, of all sexual preferences, all people. They're like, we're like Abraham and Sarah, right? With the plan, you know, with Haggai, right? Right? Or Hagar, sorry, not Hagar, he's a prophet, Hagar. (laughs) That resulted in the birth of Ishmael, right? 
God made them a promise, and because he was taking too long to fulfill that promise, 25 years, they were going to help God out, and Ishmael was born. And let's be honest, hell broke out in the family of the patriarch of the mainline religions of the world. Because, again, we're working to just be understood. See, it's impossible to listen to more than one person at a time. And there's always at least one person talking to us. And who's that? That's us. That's us. And for some of us, let's be honest, there's a party in our head and not the good time. We keep our record wrong. We keep our pound of flesh. And the study of epigenetics, it tells us we're destroying ourselves with our thoughts. Bitterness, anxiety creates acid in your body. The body releases 63 known chemicals based on our thoughts, based on our physiology, and based on our breathing. And those thoughts, it's either heaven or hell in your head. And so what we got to do is understand, we got to get out of our own map of reality and step into other people's shoes. And so after the break, we're going to talk about rapport, and we're going to talk about the three perceptual positions, a way to get more information to truly understand another person. We'll be back in three minutes. Give a person a fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligence profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of thousands of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a neurologist is to evaluate as precisely as possible the cause the way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. Individuals calling the office are often concerned with what plans we participate with. I have elected to abandon participation in all network plans. The reason is that it gives me liberty to provide our patients what they need, not what the insurance company tells me I'm allowed to provide. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online through NorthStarPainCare.com. Again, NorthStarPainCare.com. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today... We're talking about prejudice, can't live with it and can't live without it because it is part of the human experience. The Bible even tells us, it tells us not to judge, but what they're talking about is judge someone's the intent of someone's heart. They're not judging. You're not to judge who is a child of God and who's not. You don't know who who God's people are. Uh, He knows, but we're told not to judge. We are called to have discernment though. We're called to be aware of what's going around us. There's many times we're called to discern, to test scripture, 
The Bible says that the devil masquerades as an angel of light in many, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, many congregations every single weekend. So we have to have discernment. We need to understand the world we live in. We need to understand the, our, our values. We need to understand who we are, why we're here. We need to have discernment. We teach our kids not to get in a car with strangers. I've never taught my kids one time that people of color are bad. And I wonder how many people of color out there have taught their little kids that white people just want to be mean to you, white people don't like you, white people are racist. And what do you think these kids grow up thinking? I mean, I have never once. I've taught my kids a lot of things. Good people can do bad things. I taught my kids that everything we have uh, is God's, and so you're supposed to give it. We're supposed to be conduits, and we're supposed to pass it through. I teach people, you see a need. My kids, you see a need, you meet a need. We don't care what the skin color. We don't care what they've done in the past. We want to help people. Taught my kids to have understanding. Because yet there, by the grace of God, there go I. That when anybody else is struggling in jail or doing something bad, that we don't have mercy and grace because you never know. We could be in that same position. And what would you want from other people? See, that's what we talk about. There's something in neurolinguistic programming called perceptual positions. Perceptual positions. And again, keep it simple, soldier. There are only three ways to see any situation. First position, first position, second position, and third position. They're called the perceptual positions. First position is seeing it from yourself, your own eyes. That's natural. If you get stuck there, though, you never go anywhere else, that's called ego. When you get stuck in first position, it's ego. You're right and everybody else is wrong. Second position is other. That's the ability to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins, to step into somebody else's experience. I just remember reading years ago about Michael Jordan, about how Chicago was split in half. With the one side, it was okay. The other side, you were basically doomed. That basically, if you're on the wrong side of the tracks in Chicago, I was told, I read this years ago when Michael J- Jordan was in his heyday, uh, that uh, you would basically, uh, it was a different outcome. And you weren't going to get out of that, that area unless you were in a coffin or in prison. And I remember years ago, and again, I don't have it in front of me. I wasn't planning to talk about this, but Michael Jordan uh, started going into schools uh, and uh, high schools and talking about, hey, they can get out. Look, I got out. You can get out. Uh, and it didn't have much effect. And so he started going to younger schools, elementary schools, uh, and teach them you know, about staying in school, teach them about the right attitudes that you can get out of here by doing the right things. And I don't remember what the year time was, but they followed it up, you know, 10, 15 years later, whatever. And it was stunning the effect that that had. You teach them when they're young. And as they get to high school, it had an impact on them. It had an impact. But I can understand how someone who lives in the inner city, who's been programmed to believe that there's no out except death in a coffin or in a police car going to prison. I can understand someone in that belief system, someone in that situation, why they would kill someone for five bucks. It's hopeless. There's no future. It's helpless. So there's no consequences. What could be worse than the hell I'm going to be in right now? See, that's why we got to give people hope. And I'm not saying I agree with that person killing someone. I'm not saying I agree with someone killing someone for five bucks. That's not what I said. You got to hear what I said. I said I can understand it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I wouldn't do it. But can I understand it? Absolutely. See, I have to step out of my own map of reality and step into someone else's map of reality. It's uncomfortable. It's a weird feeling. Some of you won't do it because you don't want to admit. I mean, some of you, the guy in the White House, he can't do anything right. Not one thing. Because if one thing was right, then it might be an opening for something for you not to hate. You just got to be aware of how we're being played. So let me talk about logo. Um, by the way, and the third position is over. By the way, third position is probably the one that people do second most to first position. Third position is like watching what happened with you and someone else uh, on a replay on a video. We do that a lot of times after a situation at the end of the evening, at the end of a week or a date or something. We replay it back in our head to see what went wrong, right? That's third position. And the key in life is we got to get outside of our own way of seeing it. Not forever, but we got to be willing to step into another person's shoes. Why? Because you got to understand we make meaning out of our past, our experience. We are a product of our past. And so, that's why some of, uh, some of you never get over your past. You're driving down the freeway of life with your head cocked 180 degrees behind you. we got to leave our past where it belongs. Learn from it and move on. Quit carrying your past into your future. Quit carrying your chains of pain from your past into other people's life. Logotherapy. Logotherapy is the key to understand. Logotherapy is a term derived from logos, a Greek word that translates as meaning. 
right? Dr. Viktor Frankl, a survivor of Auschwitz, a Jew who had seen the atrocities of Hitler's Germany, came up with the theory of logotherapy. It's found on the belief that human nature is motivated by the search for a life purpose. Logotherapy is the pursuit of that meaning for one's life. Isn't that incredible? Victor Frankl's logotherapy is based on the premise that the human person is motivated by a will to meaning, an inner pull to find a meaning in life. Isn't that incredible? And this is the basic principles of logotherapy. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable ones. Secondly, our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in life. And third, we have freedom to find meaning in what we do and what we experience. According to Frankel, we can discover this meaning in life by three different ways. By creating a work or doing a deed. By experiencing something or encountering someone. That's me. Or by the attitude we take toward unavoidable suffering. And the problem is, most of you got rid of the phrase unavoidable. Suffering is part of life, and some of it is unavoidable. A woman goes through suffering in childbirth. It's unavoidable. Uh, people go through suffering uh, at, at, you know, uh, through life. It's just part of life. Growing pains. Little kids have teeth come in. They have the bowels come in. They have leg pains. It's suffering. And some of it's unavoidable, but some of it we instigate it. Some of it we play over and over. Some of you make yourself sick with your thoughts. Some of you make yourself sick by keeping your pound of flesh, your record or wrong, and playing it over and over and over, and the anger and the bitterness. And then you park your TV on like CNN and MSNBC, and you just, there's the vitriol, the bitterness, the hatred, and the only win is to destroy a person. Whoa. When our goal in life, the greatest goal is to destroy a person we don't like, you need to put the pause button on. You need to turn off the TV. You need to look in the mirror because when he's God and he will be, that anger is still going to be there. And it's going to come out in unwanted ways, like to your kids, to your spouses, to the guy that cut you off on the road who didn't see you there, uh, to you having a drink and all of a sudden reacting to something that you've been stuffing down deep inside. One of my favorite quotes from Dr. Frankel is, between the stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is your power and your freedom. And there are assumptions, there are presuppositions, there are pre- prejudices with everything. All psychotherapies make philosophical assumptions about the human person that cannot be proved with certainty. So logotherapy does the same thing, six of them. The human being is an entity consisting of mind, body, and spirit. Life has meaning under all circumstances, even the most miserable. People have a will to meaning. People have freedom under all circumstances to activate the will to find meaning. Life has a demand quality to which people must respond if decisions are to be meaningful. And number six, the individual is unique. Notice we all have assumptions. We all have prejudice, even psychotherapies. I don't care what you're talking about. There are presuppositions. Presuppositions, a fancy word to say prejudice. Prejudice. And what you've got to understand is in matching and modeling, pacing, leading. I study neurolinguistic programming. Go to likeitmatters.net if you want to understand what that is. And where I teach people how to connect, I teach people how to match a model, pace and lead. I teach people how to overcome conflict, conflict resolution. And one of the ways is to put yourself in someone else's map of reality. See, people's external output, you know, their words, their gestures, their physiology, is a physical representation of their internal map of reality. And in order to gain rapport, connect with someone, to understand them, we must meet the person on their external output which unconsciously builds a level of trust because if our external output is similar to somebody else, they make the unconscious belief system that they must be similar to me. And so nobody can read anybody else's mind. But what we can do if we're willing to listen, because listen shows love, listen puts ourselves second, listening tells that person they matter, listening tells that person you care, right? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So practice the art of listening. It will elevate people. It will make people feel special like they matter. And so you got to pay attention. Be in the now moment. Shut off the voice in your head. Quit talking to yourself. That's what thinking is. And be fully present and listen to the person. But watch what they're doing. Because Albert Marubian told us that communication can be broken down in three pieces. It's the words we say, the tone of our voice, and the non-behavioral facial expressions and all those other things. So, people like people like themselves. That's why prejudice can't live with it, can't live without it. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. 
Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.